Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all the all sparkly, spanky clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. Music, wine, and then blue bump. The glory holds like a, a like dick theater of a magic trick. Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another week at By the By. You've got Bradford and Angela here. I hope so. Yeah. Somebody wearing my pants. <laughs> Wait, you are or aren't? That somebody might be wearing my pants. Oh, right, right. If who, you, who would if, that be? I don't know. Well, if it's, I don't know, because you've got Bradford here. <laughs> so if you didn't have Bradford here, I'm confusing myself. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Yes, so welcome back. Yeah, Hi. Do we want to get some housekeeping out of the way first? Yeah, let's do that. All Sorry. right. I'm actually housekeeping myself, trying to find a place to put my drink. Mm-hmm. My drink. Um, yes. So, as you know, we have become partners with uh, the wonderful people over at altplayground.net. And, uh, yeah, we wanted to just talk about uh, something something kind of naughty and fun that they've got on their website that I was checking out over the weekend, and that is video chatting. Ooh, I know. Sounds right? exciting. It is. Uh, so it's it's something that you can you can video chat with different profiles and different people. You can do groups. You can do like a, a virtual Zoom orgy. Only it's all done on uh, altplayground.net. And it's just using the profiles and all that are already yeah. on there. So that's great. Yeah. It's so easy. you uh, like I said, you can, uh, you can chat with the specific sexy couples or, or individuals. Create groups. It's yeah. That's it's, awesome. It's nice. And it's, you know, like we've said before on all the other weeks, it's just another way that Alt Playground is really trying to push their community forward and, and create safe places for people to stay, play, and uh, be gay. And connect to one another. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. So much fun. Uh, yeah. And uh, if you go over to altplayground.net, make sure to check out our community. It's small, but it's growing. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited about that. And uh, we're posting some pictures on there that uh, we haven't put anywhere else. So, you mm-hmm. betcha. Yeah. Yeah. And do you know what the other housekeeping thing is? No, I'm, I only can. <laughs> look, I'm male, so I only do one housekeeping thing right, at a right. time. Well, I mean, at least you do that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, wash, I'm currently washing dishes. Yes. Excellent. I'm not going to complain about that. Uh, so, no, the other thing is that we have been nominated for oh, yes. two X Awards this year. That's right. So two categories. So if you would like to vote for us, you, you can, should. You yeah. should. You should like to vote for us. Uh, yes, absolutely. We would love should. it if you voted for us. <laughs> I voted for us. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> and you can do so at www.adultentertainmentawards.com. And we have been nominated for two categories. Like I said, it is the Adult Industry Journalism and Media, and then also Adult Content Author Content Creator. 
So those are the two categories. Yeah. So if you want to help us out, head on over, vote for us. Yes. Yeah. Vote for and there us. is voting internationally now. So yes. Not just so people. all of our friends and family in the U.S. can do it. Yeah. And, and Europe. in Europe. Yeah. Looking at you, bed hoppers. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's not just for the Australians anymore. No. Which is exciting. It's a worldwide contest. <laughs> I want to win. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's been a long day at work and I'm just fucking loopy, to be honest. That's okay. Nothing wrong with that. You're you're not getting the most useful, informed Bradford. Uh-huh. You are getting the most convoluted, origami-brained Bradford that you've ever seen. Well, fortunately for today, the topic is something that you know a lot about. Is it dinosaurs? Are we talking about dinosaurs? Oh, my God. It's not, but maybe uh, we should do a sexy dinosaur podcast at some sexy. point. I don't know how, but... <laughs> we need to get Lawrence on here, and Lawrence and I will do like <laughs> sexy raptor noises. Oh, God. all right okay we'll work on how to work out a sexy dinosaur thing yes but in the meantime we are not talking about dinosaurs disappointed we're talking about pegging oh less disappointed (laughs) (laughs) yeah can you imagine if dinosaurs pegged who says they didn't i don't know i just i mean what if they got like they made a little strap on out of like leaves and like a, a yeah. stick or a, maybe maybe something bigger than a stick like a branch, <laughs> depending then, on the size of the dinosaur. And then if it was done right, you know, at the end it'd be a dinosaurus. Ah ha ha ha! Well done. My God, I would love to say that that was a long play that I was planning that the entire time, but I wasn't. It just popped into my head. <laughs> well, that's great. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess the first thing we need to do is define pegging. Ah, yes. Um, So, look, we've seen a lot of people talk about it online, and there's always that argument of what exactly is pegging. And ultimately, pegging is the sexual practice where a woman is performing anal sex on a man Mm. by wearing a strap-on dildo of some sort. Yes, that was how it was initially defined. Yes. And that was done in 2001. Yes. Uh, So that was... By Dan Savage, baby. Yeah, he had a contest to, to name the act. And Pegging was the winning name, which I think it's perfect. It's a great name for it. I really it. do, too. Yeah. Uh, I remember at some point seeing some of the other things that we're up against, mm. but I don't remember what they were. I, sh- I should have looked those up before, but I didn't know we were doing this. <laughs> that's okay. So, yeah, so it's a term that's been around for quite a while now. I mean, 19 years, so yes. that's pretty good. But, yeah, like you said, it's typically described as a woman wearing a strap-on performing anal sex with a man. But it has evolved a lot as gender roles have evolved and, you know, as sometimes a male-bodied person will wear a strap-on and use it on another male-bodied person yes. or on a female. Uh, females can use them on females. So it's it kind of, yeah. The, 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 the ultimate thing is strap-ons are great. Yes, and you're only <laughs> limited by your imagination and a little bit of what your body can do. And I'd like to add that if, like, so we're, we're going to kind of dive into it a little here, but if you are more of a visual person, Tristan Terramino, our friend over at Sex Out Loud, mm-hmm. uh, she released a instructional video in 2009 called Tristan Terramino's Expert Guide to Anal Pleasure for Men. And I would highly, highly, highly recommend going to her website and and then finding a copy of that that you can buy. Mm. Bye, 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 bye. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so we know what pegging is. Yes. Fun. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Next question. It's a really great way to hit the prostate. Mm. Yes, which leads to another thing that I've seen a couple of things. In fact, I saw this over at – at the, on the forums mm-hmm. at altplayground.net. Uh, 
see they're they're getting extra mentions yeah, over I here know, because yeah. I was I was checking them out over the weekend. <laughs> uh, but somebody was commenting, basically asking if pegging was only for gay people or made the man gay uh, kind of right. thing. Yeah. And I absolutely love that question. I, I think it's it's a great question because it shows ignorance and not stupidity. Unless you keep asking the question over and over again, hearing the answer and ignoring it. So just as a side note, um, ignorance is not knowing. Stupidity is knowing and not caring. So I absolutely love that 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 question pops up. The answer is always no. Always. Enjoying pegging can be done 100% by monogamous, Mm -hmm. heterosexual men who have never in their entire life ever, ever, been with another man Mm. i find it fascinating that that people ask that question because the point of it all (laughs) is the prostate and the prostate and massaging the the prostate um that's like the pleasure button it's a it's a clitoris for men but on the inside like a little button we can push basically Uh yes yep uh so i guess we can start with what do you need to peg an anus and, that a, and a prostate is very true. Preferably. A and a willing participant. A harness and a willing participant and an anus are the three key factors. Yes, I guess a dildo. Two, you gotta have a strap on dildo. Two willing participants. Yeah. Well, two. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> fair enough. Oh my gosh. We don't want to force anybody into this. Negative. Unless it's one of those forced by situations. Whether it's the top or the bottom, we don't want to force anyone into this. That's great. Uh, so yeah, if we're gonna talk about harnesses that are used. So I've got a couple of harnesses that I really like. Oh, that's cute. A couple. You've got like seven. No. But maybe you've got two that you like. But I also have panties that I like. (laughs) So I separate them into two different categories. Uh, They both act as harnesses and maybe, I don't know if the panties are actually called harnesses or what, but they're, yeah, they're different. So I think of a harness as being what you typically see shown with a strap on is it's kind of the leather straps and they wrap around your legs and around your waist and they buckle and things like that. And and I've got some of those. My favorite one of the harness style is from Wild Hide. Okay. Uh, so that's the one because it's it's thicker and it holds a bit tighter, holds things in place a bit better. Mm-hmm. And for me, that that's really one of the things that I very much look for when I'm looking into a harness or something for a strap on is like how tightly does it hold the dildo because you want to have you want it to be like part of you yeah yeah i want to have as much control as possible okay but then what i actually really really like and i've got a couple of other harnesses that are you know a little more decorative and whatever but they don't really hold as tightly as the wild hide one does but i really (laughs) sorry you got all country there the wild hide (laughs) (laughs) i rarely hear your southern accent but right there you totally did it apologize please continue Uh, yeah yes uh so the the panties that i like are the ones that i really really like there's one by rodeo okay uh r-o-d-e-o-h there's an h on the end like rodeo oh yes and then there's also one by spare parts the sasha and it's got it's the one that has the little um like the little lace things on the side where you kind of pull the strings up oh yeah and it makes the ruching yeah those i I like those those are cute yeah, so those Wait, are, are my... Are those also the crotchless ones? No, I have another pair that's oh, crotchless. Okay. I think those might be by Rodeo. I'm not sure. I have to look and see. Uh, I do really like the crotchless ones, though, because they do provide access for somebody to be playing with me, or I can also play with the toy with myself. Yeah. That's really good. And some of the panties have a pocket for a vibrator. So there's a lot of different varieties out there, but I like the panties generally better than a harness, except some scenarios. But for the most part, I like them better because they do fit tighter they hold a lot better. I do have a pair of like a almost like a jersey knit boxer brief, 
And those look really good, but again, they don't fit very tight. So it, I, I feel like I have to hold the dildo a bit more to have mm. more control over it. Gotcha. Fair enough. Um, and that's why I like it to fit tightly is because I, I want the dildo to not have a lot of play other than my movement. So why is that? Uh, I feel like for one, I have more control over it. I, I guess mostly I have more control over it if it fits tighter and I can, and it doesn't have play other than what I have because I don't want it. I don't want to be trying to insert a dildo into you, not have a lot of control over or have as much control over where it's going. And then maybe it doesn't go in at the right angle. Maybe it goes in a little too far. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe I think I'm moving it a lot and it's actually only moving a little bit because I'm moving more, but then it's not as tight to my body. And that's really frustrating because I don't want to, I mean, I want to put forth effort, but I don't want to like completely exhaust myself doing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. I don't mind working, but I don't want to work too hard. Yeah. yeah. So if I'm moving my body a fair bit, I want the dildo to move with my body. I don't want it to move separately from my body. Then it's just, yeah, there's not that control over it. And then I don't know what I'm doing to, to the bottom. And, and I, it's harder for me to gauge what they're feeling and what I need to do then to make it better for them. Fair enough. So that's why I like the panties better than than a harness, uh, with the exception of that one that that does fit really tightly. So people like different kinds. There's the the whole aesthetic, you know what yeah. well, what because, looks best to you, what feels best. And also, uh, I can see situations where a harness harness, uh, like a leather strappy harness, mm. would be more appropriate if you're wearing it over something. Yeah, uh, yeah. be it latex, leather, or some other fabric. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So there's situations. The panties ones would be maybe something where you're mostly naked. Yeah, there's definitely situations for both. And that's why it's, you know, good to have a variety. Yeah. So I would say just pick whatever you think might work best for you and then try it out and see and if it doesn't work, get something else. <laughs> yeah, you betcha. <laughs> um so I guess the next thing that you would want to really kind of look into is the dildo. Mm, mm-hmm. There are beginner kits out there. There are advanced and and expert kits out there. <laughs> uh but definitely I think that my one of the things that I would advise always is that dildos always look smaller in the store. Ah, uh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. They're like TVs. Um, they look tiny in the store, and then when you try to cram them in your living room, it's you're like, oh my god, it's never going to fit. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's something. Don't overestimate what you think you can do. Mm-hmm. It's better to underestimate than it is to overestimate. Very you, true. You don't have to be a size queen. No, no, because you're right. They do look a lot bigger than than they are in reality. And especially once you start putting it into the anus, yes. it can very much change. Yeah. Everything can feel, it's, it's, it's not bigger on the, it is bigger <laughs> on the inside. Um, so like a TARDIS. Uh, yeah. So like, it, it's one of those things that typically what you're going to want as a beginner, I would say is something with, uh, that's not very big around, probably no difference than maybe your middle finger in length and maybe the thickness of your thumb in diameter. And then with a slight curve to it. Yep. Yep. Because you want to hit that prostate. Yeah. Also, I would say something that is relatively smooth Mm -hmm. and not, uh, not something that's either got, you know, the, the ribbed edges or the, or the veiny, like real life looking penises or. So not a lot of texturing. Yeah. Not a lot of texturing. Just if, again, this is for beginners and and whatnot. Um, There's a really great uh, beginners kit, I think from, I think it's, Tantus, I think, is the brand, mm-hmm. uh, but they're purple. It comes with two uh, two dildos, and one is, I would say, tiny, and one is, I would say, small. 
So I think that's a really good place to start. And I think that most receivers would start with the smallest one and go, well, I hardly know that's in there. Yeah. And then, you know, that's a good thing. That's a, I mean, the move up to the next size, but the next size tends to be a good size. And we've had multiple play partners request that one yeah. as one to, to start with. Yeah. That seems to be really popular amongst our play partners. So it's definitely a good one. Yeah. We also have some, uh, and again, this would be a little more advanced, maybe not beginning, but we do have some that have texturing, whether that be veining like a, a real penis would have. Yeah. Uh, we've got one that almost looks like anal beads, so yes. it has kind of like the ridging all going down it. Yes. And then ones that go out a little bit wider come in, there's, there's some variation in the width of them. So there's a lot of different options out there. And, and I think ultimately, you know, you start with something smooth is a good place to start. Try different ones and see what you like. We've got some that we've played with that we really, really love. And yeah. we've got some that we played with and it's like, yeah, probably not again. Yeah, because ultimately you're looking at a couple of things on when it comes to texture. And one is how stiff is it? And then mm. being like, um, I, I guess, how much bend does it have? And then how much squish does it have, if that makes sense? So you know, I think to start with, you want something that, doesn't have a lot of bend to it, but has a lot of squish to it. So when you touch it, it feels soft, but it's got a nice firm um, inner core. So why why do you not want a lot of bend to start with? And when when would you want bend? Um, again, I think that the more bend it has, the harder it is for the giver mm. because it's going to have a lot more play. The giver is going to have to be reading that a lot more. Whereas if it doesn't have that bend, the giver really doesn't have to think a lot other than the thrusting back and forth or just laying there while somebody else thrusts back and forth against them. Whereas the for the receiver, sometimes it's nice to have a little bit more bend because then you it there's less chance of any serious injury, mm -hmm. you know, um, not that there's a huge chance of serious injury anyway, but it, there's less chance of of feeling uncomfortable or feeling pain. Now, when it comes to the squishiness, I think it's maybe like, I don't think the giver probably cares as much, but definitely the receiver can feel the difference in how soft whatever it is, is right. Uh, or being the texture of how soft it is. You know, your, your anus is very, you're actually more adept at feeling texture differences than you think. Hmm. I'm not sure. Well, I, mean, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we could go into nasty details, but just think about it. When do you use your <laughs> anus and can you tell the difference between certain textures? <laughs> just saying. Okay. So that brings us to, I guess, a really good point. Uh, do we need to talk about cleaning beforehand? Yes. Buy a bidet. Right. So step one, buy a bidet. Step one, buy a bidet. <laughs> I mean, we did and it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, look, I would say clean to your comfort level and your partner's comfort level. So you and your partner will have a comfort level of how clean you want the recipient to be and just clean to that level. If that is just a shower, then that's fine. Hell, if that's just making sure you've gone to the bathroom and you're wiped clean, that's fine. If it's uh, using something like a like a uh, a baby wipe or an after dark intimate wipe, that's fine. If it's shower, that's fine. If it's uh, a nice long bath, that's fine. If it's using a uh, some sort of um, squirting like an anal douche like an anal douche mm -hmm. that's fine yeah and we talked a little bit more about those a few weeks ago when we talked about anal play yes so we did talk a lot about cleanliness exactly. and and prepping for anal play we talked a lot in that episode about it as so well. i would go back and listen to that episode mm -hmm. i don't know what number that was but it was recently in the past like it was this it was the first episode of august 
So it was number 219. Yes. Yes. Like I said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but Angela edited that out so you didn't hear what I actually said. But, you know, I did say 219. Was he correct or was he not correct? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah, go back and listen to that. And we talk about a lot about cleanliness. And realistically, like, whether you're a male-bodied receiver or a female-bodied receiver, it doesn't matter as long as that's going to be the same. Yes. Like cleanliness yeah, is, is going to be the same. Absolutely. So I guess the next thing we need to talk about, which I don't think we talked about uh, very much last time was, or in, in episode 219, was lubricant. Right. No, not specifically for like pegging and things. So we did talk a little bit about types of lube, but I don't think we really dove into it a lot. So, and again, this is going to be borrowing from a lot of other podcasts that we've done previously, because we also did one on lubricant in the way, way past. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, you just want to find the lube that's right for you. One thing that you don't want with any kind of anal play is a numbing lubricant. Um, pain is the way that our body tells us that something is wrong, and you don't want to ignore that when it comes to anal play. Yeah, you should definitely listen to your body. And if at any point it does hurt, then there may be some slight discomfort and that's okay. It's a, it can be a different sensation than what yeah. you're used to. That That's not necessarily a bad thing. But if it's pain, if it's true pain, then you should yeah. definitely stop. Exactly. Do not keep going. Because you can go slow and like it should feel it should feel weird, but it should feel great. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's I think that's the thing. Yeah. Um, and so very much start with a, a lubricant that is thick, but and I don't like watery lubricants. I don't like, I don't love water-based lubes. Mm-hmm. I want something that is at least silicone blend or what do they call it? A hybrid. A hybrid. Thank you. Um, a hybrid style lube. And the benefit of pegging is that really you can use any lube you want. If, if you're an oil person or, or one of the more grease, like Crisco style mm-hmm. lubes, um, that's something that is absolutely fine. I will warn you if you use the, like Crisco is actually something that it's used. Um, that stuff stays around for quite a while, <laughs> quite a while. So it does its job is it what you're does saying. It's job. Yeah. But there are things like boy butter, which is, I think it's an oil based. It, mm. It's like basically uh, partially hydrogenated oil kind of thing where it's it goes on like margarine um, <laughs> so that's similar to crisco then very similar yeah. to crisco but it you know that's that's something that it feels good it lasts forever mm-hmm. and when you're using a toy it doesn't matter yeah and you can use it with you can still use it with a condom and if the condom breaks because of the oil it doesn't matter again because right. you're you're there's no risk of STI mm-hmm. um, as long as you're not using the same toy on multiple people right yeah, and that's one thing we do like to do. You've touched on it there briefly. We like to use condoms on our dildos because it just makes for super easy cleanup. And so that way you can use whatever kind of lube that you want. Uh, typically, I would say if you're not using a condom and you have a silicon toy, then maybe go for a water-based lube right? because you don't want to use silicon lube on silicon toy. Yeah. But if you're using a condom, it doesn't really matter what kind of lube you're using. So you can use oil-based, you can use silicon-based, you can use water-based, but... Yeah, condoms make for easy, easy cleanup. And if you are using a toy on multiple partners, then it makes it really easy to switch from one to the other. Just change the condom. Yeah. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. So um, so what's your favorite anal lube? I know we've been through a few over the years, and you have had different favorites at different times. Yeah. What's your current favorite? I do like the analyze, which is different than analyze. Mm-hmm. Analyze has the jojoba. That one's by Pure. Yeah, by yeah. Pure. Um, it's nice and thick. It sticks around for a while. You know, I will say often I say spit is not lube, and it's not <laughs> ever. Um, but the great thing about 
uh, hybrids or water-based lubes is as soon as they start to go away, you can spit on it and it wets it back up. So mm-hmm. it also adds to that kind of like it's dirty, grr kind of thing, which is nice. Um, if you've never been spat upon, it's not a bad thing. Um, <laughs> in the right circumstance. In the right circumstance. Yeah. I, one that I would like us to try a little more of because I, I want to get back into my uh, memory is the boy butter, the more mm-hmm. oil-based kind of stuff, just yeah. to see. Because I, I remember liking it, but I can't remember – why we stopped using it. So that means that there was something I didn't like about it. Yeah, we haven't used that one in a while. Yeah. No, and I was noticing uh, recently when we were buying lube that J.O. has a lot of different anal lubes as yeah. well. So that's one. I don't think we've – we tried theirs again years ago, but we haven't really recently, and they've got a lot more now. So I feel like we should go back. Yes. Um, so there's there's a lot of options out there when you start looking. Yeah, it's lube is something that's so personal. I think lubes are a lot like condoms in that you find one that you really, really like and you mm-hmm. stick with it forever. Yeah. Uh, and then once they start to not make that one anymore or it gets discontinued, you get really depressed and you cry and you just sort of sit in the corner and, and you hate on everything. <laughs> it's a true story. And then a year later, well, then you explore other lubes. I'm still angry about <laughs> silk. Anyway. Yeah. If you can find silk out there, liquid, please, liquid silk, liquid or silk whatever, please yeah. buy it and send it to us. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, finding a lube that you like. And I think the key to that is whenever you think there's enough lube, um, you need more lube. Yeah, that's a good point. Cause so you should definitely lube up the bottom a lot. Like just use a lot of lube in the anus in in the anal area. And then whenever you're putting lube onto the dildo, just use a lot and like all the way down, not just at the tip, but lube it a lot. Like you said, if you think you've added enough lube, you need more lube. You need more. Look, go to your local sex shop. Talk to the people who run your local sex shop. They're going to have some experience with at least the sales and, and how many people buy these things. But one of the things that I actually really like is this, um, it looks like a syringe. It's a, a, a small syringe, but you fill it with lubricant. It has a plunger in it. And then it's, I mean, it's tiny. It's, it's diameter is less than my pinky, but you can fill it with lube and then insert it and then squirt all the lube inside of you. So then you have lube in you. So like, that's a, that's I, even more. Yeah. That's even more. I really like that. I think that's something that, uh, is really, uh, it helps. Because, you know, the lube on the surface has trouble going into your body. And so this puts lube in your body as well. So you've got this, like, then you've got the lube in your body and the lube on the surface. And it's like, lube, 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 lube. Lube, 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 lube. Lube, 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 lube. I'm like a, I'm like a happy fish. Lube, 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 Um Yes. So that's definitely something that is important. Always, always over lube. You, you can, you can always... Add more lube. Yes, yeah. So if you're if you're in mid play or whatever, and you feel like you need more, just, just add more. Mm-hmm. Always, yeah. Don't don't yeah. hesitate to do that. Um, next, I guess I think something that's really important that may, may not necessarily be next, but is listen to your partner. Um, yeah, this is both I think good advice for the receiver and the giver. Mm. You know, for especially for a female who has never done this before, this can be really intimidating. I imagine. I know. We've talked to people who want to do it, uh, and the and the guy is really gung ho about it, but the lady is kind of reticent because there is a there's a different uh, balance of power when you've got somebody being penetrated versus penetrating, and I think that some women are really uncomfortable by it. So then I would sort of toss it to you and say, like, when we first started talking about it, mm-hmm. 
I mean, I know you. You're going to be like, oh, I love the idea. Like, I'm going to pound the shit out of you. Uh, that's what you sound like in my head. <laughs> um, actually, nothing like what you sound like in my head. But like, do you have a... Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Advice uh, to women who might be skittish, reticent, or like a little squicked out about pegging? Yeah, so when we started, it was something that I was very much interested in. I really had no idea how to do it, though. I mean, obviously, put on a strap on, lube up, and, you know, then get on top, right? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, somebody's been listening to our opening. (laughs) No, but I really had no idea how to do it, and it was very much of, uh, okay, we're going to start with a small dildo, and I'm just going to go really slowly because I was so afraid I was going to hurt you. I mean, I know that you use a lot of butt plugs, and your prep is really good, but still, I was still afraid I was going to hurt you, and even using a smaller dildo. So I think for me, it was very much, I was prepared to go super, super slow because I'd rather go super slow and then have you tell me that I need to go faster or speed up, put it in further, whatever. I'd rather have you direct me in that than me causing you any kind of pain. I really, really was very skittish about that. So I did try to go really slow at first and just, and with any new partner, anybody who I don't know their limits, I always go very slow at first because I just, I don't want to rush anybody beyond what they're comfortable with. So I do that with all new partners until I learn the limits and learn the boundaries. But even what you want and how quickly you want it can vary day by day. But for somebody who's not somebody with a penis, myself, uh, I.e. Angela, what I do with it, you know, like how it moves, how I move. I mean, you have an idea, but you don't really know how it's going to feel and and how what what a certain hip movement, which mm. direction, like how far is like how much does this hip thrust, like what does it actually look like when when you're looking at the the movement of the dildo? And it may sound really silly, but put your strap on on, you know, put the dildo in, stand in front of a mirror and and do some hip thrusts and move around a little bit and see how it moves. And that'll also give you an idea as to how tightly it's held and how much hip movement does it take to move the dildo to what degree. And so I think that gives a better idea as well as to to how that dildo is going to move once it's inside of a partner as well. But yeah, well, I was ahead. just going to touch on that too. Like, so I know that some people, when it comes to pegging, they want to the the men uh, they want to go down on the strap on. Yes, and I know that some women want to see that. Um, it's not as much a big thing for me because I know it's not as much of a big thing for you. You're much more into the fucking than the oral kind of thing, mm. you know, and I think that's, that, that's completely dependent on you and your partner. What do you want to see? What does your partner want to see? 
and what you know what do you want to get out of it because there is something that is uh again it's a very um it's a powerful kind of image to have Mm -hmm. which might be for some people a bit um uncomfortable yeah. If they're not used to seeing that kind of thing. Yeah, and I, we do have, uh, I would say, a couple partners, one in particular who really does like to go down on the dildo. So with that partner, I'll I'll let them and I'll encourage that. And yeah. that'll be a bit of foreplay before we kind of get yeah. started. I think, again, when we talk about the sexuality kind of play in this, is that people would say, I think it's easy for people to think, well, that makes the man gay mm. or, or bisexual or, or a straight man wouldn't do that. And I'm going to say again, that's not entirely accurate because this isn't about sex. It's not about sexual gratification. It's about power. And if you can't separate yourself and, and this kind of play from sexuality and power, I encourage you to really look deep inside yourself because you're equating sexuality and power. Um, because the female gets no, the female wearing the strap on gets no actual pleasure physical pleasure Mm -hmm. uh, from seeing a man going down on the strap on. And the man really is not knowingly giving any physical pleasure. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not, it is a, it's a power thing. It's a domination thing. So the, the female wearing the strap on is dominating the male and making him do something. Mm -hmm. Maybe whether that's encouragement, even if he wants to do it, it's still, he's giving up uh, some power by uh, filleting this dildo. So it has nothing to do with sexuality. This has yeah. only to do with power. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're talking about just pegging in general, it, it does have a lot to do with power because I know that many women feel a lot more empowered when they are pegging and it, it can give them just that extra bit of a rush. But it's also for the male, it's also a pleasure because I mean, it's such a great way to have a prostate orgasm. Oh, yeah which I don't have a prostate. I've never had a prostate orgasm, but from everything I've heard from you and other partners, it sounds like it's pretty fucking amazing. Yeah, I'm a fan. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, again, the prostate orgasm doesn't have to happen from a dildo. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to happen with a partner, and it doesn't even have to happen with internal stimulation. You can achieve a prostate orgasm with external, some people, I should say, Mm -hmm. can achieve uh, a prostate orgasm with purely external stimulation. Yeah. Um, so I guess then the, the next big thing would be talking about positions and positioning. Um, so this is all assuming we're going to take a, a step or two or three back, but this is okay. all assuming that you've done a lot of warm up as well. That's, that's true. Because like we talked about in the anal podcast in, in episode 219, you do want to do a lot of warm up. So you want to make sure that whoever is receiving the dildo is warmed up. They're ready. May have worn a butt plug around for a little while. Uh, you know, just, you want to make sure that you're in the mood and, and that, yeah, you're ready to receive it. Yeah. So there's, there can be a lot of warm up and a lot of foreplay that goes into it. And you can even talking about the power play of it, you can make a night of it. And it can be very much that the one who is giving the one who's wearing the strap on is very much in charge leading up to and and you can kind of make like a whole scenario around this to kind of get everybody in the headspace and in the right mood for it yeah exactly and that can be fun i mean that can be a that can be a fun sort of adventure you know even if it is putting in a butt plug and walking up to the shops to pick up dinner you know there's Mm. there's something kind of fun about that um you know that you're doing something naughty (laughs) so yeah, assuming that you've gotten home and that you're now ready for for some sort of penetration, uh, I think that it's it's the easiest way is for 
the receiver to control speed and depth of penetration. Um, and so if you're a first timer, if you're still kind of new, I would definitely have the giver to be laying on her back Mm -hmm. and then the receiver squatting over them. Mm -hmm. Then like, again, then you're controlling the depth, you're controlling the speed at which it happens and both partners get to see each other's faces. So you get to read visual cues on their body. And another good way to do this is not just on the bed, but also if you have an ottoman or something, that way somebody can, it, it kind of, it can change the squatting height. So it might be a little more accessible too. Yeah. Or sit in a chair, in a dining yeah. room chair, and let the person, you know, because then they have the chair, the back of the chair that they can hold on to. Sure. Yeah. there We have met those fellows, though, that as soon as they start getting penetrated, they lose all control of their legs, so they can <laughs> just kind of fall on your lap, um, which is also adorable. That would be, I, I would say, uh, kind of novice level position. That's a good starting position, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, then if it gets to the point of, you know, you're you're trusting your partner you're reading your partners each other you are reading each other well another good position is for the man to be laying on his back um, you're going to want a couple of pillows under your lumbar to raise your ass up and then let the female enter while you're on your back and your mm-hmm. knees kind of as high towards your chest as possible mm-hmm. that's another really again good position it makes it easy for the partners to masturbate you um, and and that's something that also that you know, it, it makes it a lot easier for a lot of fellas is as they're being penetrated, having somebody jack them off. Yeah, I like doing that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the, the caution here, though, is that some guys, uh, it doesn't take a lot to get them to orgasm from this. And once they do, butt stuff is over. It, it, I'm like that. Once I've yeah. orgasmed, I don't want you, you know, I'm done. I'm, yeah. I'm done. Um, we can do other things. Absolutely. But the, the, the ass is off limits. Yeah, so you do have to be careful with that. But it is something that I very much like to do. I like to I like to stroke you while while I'm fucking you from yeah. behind. Yeah. yeah. Which is the next thing that I was going to, yeah. which is we'll say level three, mm-hmm. which is from behind. So mm-hmm. the traditional, more more traditional doggy style sex. Um again, if you can set up a mirror so you can see each other's faces, that's great. Or if that's part of the game, you don't want to see each other's faces, that's great too. Um but yeah, that's something that it's an, again, the, the fellow on all fours or on his knees and then down on his elbows. That's, that's something that it's really, that's probably my favorite position. Yeah. Um, we do that one a lot. I, I will tend to, uh, lean back so that my calves are touching my thighs and my thighs are touching my stomach. So mm. I'm not up on all fours. I am squatted down as far as I can get. And that ends up going back to something I think we talked about during the anal episode, which is the the shape of the rectum, uh, which you're trying to straighten out. You don't want it to have a, a big S-curve in it. Mm. And the closer you can get your knees to your nipples, the less of a curve you're going to have. Yeah, so it's also something to think about uh, as far as being the one with the strap on and wearing the dildo is think about what position that you're going to be in and make sure that the curve of the dildo, if the dildo has a curve, that the curve will point towards the stomach on the male. That's what yeah. you want. Yeah. So, towards the belly button. Yeah, towards the belly button. So if the person is on top of you, so if you're laying down and then and then the male is on top of you, then you want 
to have the curve facing up as you're wearing the dildo. But if you're doggy style and you're behind the the male, then you want the curve to be going down as you're wearing the dildo. So just be cognizant of which way it curves because one way feels really good, the other way not so much. Well, honestly, it's one of those things for me, both ways feel good. Mm. But one feels really good yeah. Um, because you're trying to hit that prostate. And so the prostate, we glossed over that. But if you don't know, the prostate is about the size of a walnut and it lives just inside the the anus, probably about two to three inches, uh, four to five centimeters mm-hmm. on the on the belly button side. Uh, what feels good is being just kind of rubbing back and forth on it. You can press on it and let go. Um, you know, yeah. So you just want to stimulate that as much as you can mm-hmm. because that's an amazing feeling. <laughs> that's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, as a side note, you can. So if you've heard of prostate milking, that is the act of really stimulating the prostate, which can um, over a period of time for some men as quick as three to five minutes. For most men in the 10 to so minutes, so for some men in the 15 minutes, so, um, and you'll start to, what's the word I'm looking for? Ooze a juice out of your penis. Uh, you don't even have to have an erection. You're literally, well, air quotes here, milking the prostate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's an interesting point, too, that you talk about an erection, because I know that when we're doing anal play, uh, not just you, but other people, like a lot of men don't have an erection while they're doing anal play. So it's not... That's not necessarily a one-for-one correlation. Right, exactly. Yeah, so you're not, not necessarily going to have an erection and, and have – you may not have an orgasm in, in what I would say the traditional way like that, uh, especially if you're having a prostate orgasm. It can be – it can look very different. And I'll say too, like you can have a, a – so the difference between a prostate orgasm and a regular orgasm uh, is for most men, they have a regular uh, ejaculatory orgasm mm-hmm. and they're done. And mm-hmm. uh, some some guys, depending on age, depending on uh, health, can can keep going with or, you know, they have a shorter refractory period. But with a prostate orgasm, it can just continue on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Um, think of it as a rolling orgasm that some women have where it's just kind of they, you get on that train and it just starts rumbling, literally <laughs> rumbling away. Yeah. So I also wanted to bring up and I didn't want to do this earlier, but when talking about harnesses and panties and things like that. There are also what are called strapless strap-ons. And so this is basically where it's all one piece and there's a a small little knob that goes inside the female and some have space for a vibrator, some don't. And then that's connected to a dildo. And that dildo is always curved and I've not ever seen one that's that's straight. Uh, So it is always curved. Those are really great because they, you can hold them really tight. Uh, with your Kegel muscles, you can hold them really tight. And then to me, that's the closest I've gotten to like the tightest I've gotten and then the the easiest to control, I should say. And so I really like the strapless strap on. It is really difficult though, if we're doing doggy because it's only curved one way and I'm, you know, if it's in me one way that it is only good if you are on top or something like that. Like if we're face to face, basically. Well, we've also talked to women who either a have trouble getting it in mm-hmm. or B have trouble keeping it in yeah. because their Kegel muscles or their pelvic floor muscles, whatever, aren't strong enough to hold on to the, to the dildo. And there are different ones. So some have a thicker knob than others. So there are different ones. And we found out if you listen back to way long ago when we did our first ones, uh, we found out that if I put it in with lube, oh, yeah. that it was harder to hold on <laughs> yeah. to as well. So for me, I didn't need any lube to, to put it in. But I thought, oh, you know, why not? But no. 
Wet ass pussy, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Whap. So that's a fun fun one to use, but you do really, really have to be cognizant of yeah. which way the curve is going because the, you can't just turn it around. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, but that one does does hit the prostate really well. So, yeah, I do like that one. <laughs> so uh, I guess, do you have any other pointers or I was just gonna go anything else you want to bring from up? A, from a personal perspective, what is it that you really, really like about pegging? Like what are some of – What's the one of the most memorable things for you about pegging? Like, what is is it? Is it the feel? Is it the connection? Like, what is it for you? Uh, I just like laying there and not having to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> then you get to have a prostate orgasm, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. Cause like, I, I think there there's such an intimacy over any kind of anal play. I think that we tend to like. I don't want to say up play, but you know, like that's, that's just how it is. You know, like we, we tend to hold a higher, like, Oh, anal sex is really special. Um, and part of that is the fucked up heteronormative societal construct that we live mm-hmm. in. Um, and so I think that's kind of part of the thing. It's like, Oh my God, we're doing butt stuff. So it must be serious kind of thing in the beginning. Um, and I think it's, then it moved to the, Oh, this shit's naughty. Uh, so that makes it, there's something great about doing something you're not supposed to do. And there's something really arousing about doing something that either you're not supposed to do, you feel like you're not supposed to do, or that not everybody does Mm. kind of thing. Then on top of that, then, you know, now, if I look at it now, it's just like, ultimately it just feels really good. And it's something that's different. And it's, uh, it's not something that we do, you know, even, anymore like even monthly because it's been a while um but like when we do it it's something that's it's really special it's really intimate uh there it's really fun um and it is it's it's this kind of it's a there is an extreme connection there because i as we've said before it's that attitude between between being the penetrator and the penetratee Mm -hmm. there's something nice about that role reversal and the the bit of vulnerability you have from uh, having something inserted into you. And I, I think that a lot of people don't haven't felt that. Yeah. Well, well I'd, let me say half the population uh, <laughs> hasn't felt that. You just uh, stole the word out of my mouth. I was going to say it's a vulnerable position to be yeah. in. Uh, and I think for both parties, it's not just the receiver. It's not just the male who's vulnerable in this. It's the female as well. Because for many women, we then now, we hold the power and that's, not a traditional dynamic in many, in, re- in yeah, in, yeah, in many sex acts. And so I think for a lot of people, it is a very vulnerable position in, from the, being the woman and being the one to, to give the pleasure in that you do now have the control over this situation and you really do have to listen to your partner and you really have to pay attention to them to make sure that they're getting pleasure, that they're not being hurt. You know, again, just, looking at all the nuances and paying attention to body language and what they're saying. But it's also very vulnerable in that this is something that, you know, the first time that you wear a strap on and that you wield that dildo, it's, it's different than using it on yourself or on someone else. You know, it's one thing to, to play with a dildo with yourself because you, you have that instant feedback as to what it feels like. But with another partner, you don't necessarily. And you also, you are now... I would say looked at differently probably by the person because mm. you then do have the control and you do have the power and you can just, you can play with it and you can do what you want with it. With but great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But I do think it's very vulnerable because most women haven't been in that kind of a position and you don't really know what to do with this thing that you stick into someone. Don't worry, most men don't know what to do with it either. <laughs> 
And then, yeah, obviously from the male perspective, it's very vulnerable because then you're giving up the power to, to your partner for this. And so it's, I think from, from both people's perspective, it is a, there's a great vulnerability to it. Well, it is interesting. Cause I think, I, I think you're right in that also a lot of women are used to being ass up. Um, you know, but very few men are used to being on a bed, ass up, you know, uh, hands spreading their cheeks. (laughs) I I think for a lot of guys that is such a, um, I'm going to say surprising, uh, position to be Mm -hmm. in, but like it, it is one of those things that, you know, it's, it feels amazing. Uh, and if you can get around your own personal hangups and give it a try, it is. And I'm going to say like, is it for everyone? No. Mm. But is it for like 99% of the population? <laughs> yes. I think that so many men won't do it or don't do it. And it ends up being a, it's a personal hangup. They can't get around either the being that vulnerable or they, like we've, I think we said a couple of weeks ago, if you expect to fuck somebody in the ass, you should very much expect to get fucked in the ass. Mm. That's, that's just how it is. Um, accept it. That's life. Yeah, so I think it is. Yeah. Uh, it's something that everybody should at least try a couple of times. Uh, and if you didn't enjoy it the first time, it's probably because you didn't have enough lube. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or or your dildo was too big. Or your dildo was yeah. too big. Yeah. <laughs> I do very much enjoy the intimacy of it, though, because, like you said, it is a very intimate act, and it is something that you're both because maybe because you're both more vulnerable, but it does put you in a different position than you often are in. Yeah. But it, it is, you're very much opening yourself up to something that you normally wouldn't. So I do really like that. And I mean, for me personally, I do very much like the power play as well. So it's one of the few times, Shocker. it's one of the few times though, but even, even if I am more dominant in other play, this is one of the few times that I get like really mouthy and really get into the dirty true. talk a bit more. That's true. So it's a different, it's a different dynamic still from other power play types of things that we do. So I'm going to wrap this up mm-hmm. a bit with something that I found on amazon.com. And this is, I think if you're going to get into, um, if you're going to get into pegging, this might be something that you should look into and, and look and think about purchasing it. Um, because as we said, you can't have enough lube <laughs> and this is a lube life, 275 gallon sex lube. Shit. For men, women, and couples. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Say that again. How many gallons? 275. Um, I don't know how many liters that is. I was just going to say, that's that, got to be close to 1,000 liters, right? That is 35,200 fluid ounces of lubricant. All right. So, yeah, that is. It's 1,040 liters. So, I wasn't far off. Yeah. So, 1,040 <laughs> liters. So, it is more than a metric ton of lube. <laughs> a metric shit ton of lube. <laughs> Literally. Um, it is currently going for thirteen thousand six hundred Australian dollars. Oh, well, just a small sum. Yeah. So about ten thousand US dollars. Um, so you know, if you're looking at a car, mm-hmm, perhaps mm-hmm. get lube instead. Mm-hmm. It does have a a nice big metal uh, uh-huh. cage around it. Okay. Um, so it could be like a feature in your house. <laughs> so now, wait. Um, important question: Is it Water-based? It oil? is water-based okay, lube. Well, it water is water-based okay. lube. So um, it's also got a little spigot on the front, <laughs> um, much like, you know, like uh-huh. a water spigot. It is the equivalent of 4,408 ounce water-based lube bottles. I'm pretty sure we could supply the city of Sydney with lube for a very long time with that. 
It's a sexual lubricant brand for men, women, and couples. The silky smooth, buttery glide of our water-based lube complements the body's natural lubrication. Never sticky or tacky. It lasts (laughs) as long as you do. It's also hyperallergenic. It's also going to outlive you. And it's as pure as the driven snow. (laughs) That is literally a quote. Uh, Formulated using pure ingredients. Yes, so it's free of parabens, glycerin, silicone, and oil. So... It is, I will warn you, it weighs 2,300 pounds, or like we said, a metric ton. That's more Um, than our bed. It's uh, product size in inches is 40 by 48 by 46, which is more than a meter square. If Mm. you're, um, uh, it's more than a meter square Mm. cubed, I should say, meter cubed. That's impressive. Very impressive. The, and what I love about this, Uh again, this is amazon.com where you can ask questions. Oh God. Somebody asked, will the mint chocolate chip be available in the 275 gallon container? Cause they do flavored lubes as well. Oh my God. And the response was, we can custom create it for you. Please react, reach out to us at we care at lube.life. Um, wow. Yeah. So wow. if you're looking for a ton of lube, literally, mm. might I make a suggestion? Okay. Wait, before you do that, uh-huh. this again, it's Amazon.com, mm-hmm. so there are reviews. Oh, God. This is a four-star review. There is no handy dispensing pump on the top of the container. My wife went to lube the toy by opening the spigot on the bottom, and before we knew oh, it, God. the lube had poured out of the container, under the bedroom door, <laughs> and down the stairs. We forgot about sex and used a snow slide to shoot down the stairs and onto the lawn. Best block party ever. I don't believe that's real, but I, I just love that. Um, fantastic. Wish there was a subscribe and save option as I run out frequently. <laughs> See, they're pegging. Yeah, so... Mm. Uh, being a connoisseur of fine lubricants and seriously disappointed with limited qualities on hand, I thought to myself, I wish I could just finally find a company that could provide me with a 250-gallon tote. Well, Lube Life has checked all the boxes and then some <laughs> I couldn't place. Um, right. So, right, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Go with that. Some people, ju- my wife and I jump into the container together. <laughs> so, <laughs> Look, uh, this is probably my new favorite thing on Amazon.com. I may screenshot this and put it on our Instagram account. (laughs) It just makes me so happy. Right. Uh, So on a more serious note. This is serious. Right, right. Okay. It's got four and a half stars, baby. On a more informational note. Okay, sure. Sure. Okay. Uh, If you do want to learn more about pegging as well, we did do two episodes. It was a two-parter back in episodes number 83 and 84. It was back in the end of 2017, so it's been a very, very long time. Honestly, I don't really know exactly what we said in those because I didn't go back and listen to them myself. We're lazy. (laughs) Uh, But we did do it But we probably said really smart things, and I was probably hilarious. You probably laughed at me, Uh and then you got a little grr. Probably. Uh, but yeah, but given it was a two-parter, we probably went into a little more depth than what we did today. So if you would... Oh, God. Sorry. Damn it. Mm. Uh, so if you would like to go back and check those ones out again, it's episodes 83 and 84. In the Wayback Machine. Yes. Doodly doo, doodly doo, doodly doo. Yeah. Yes. I would highly recommend if you found this even remotely interesting or useful, go back and listen to those. Uh, yeah. And if you have your own questions, comments, rude remarks, or experiences that you'd like to share with us, uh, please message us. We are at by the by podcast on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter. 
and we can be emailed the atoms of love at gmail.com. You can ask us a question through our website, uh, go to www.bythebow.com.au. We respond to those as well. And, uh, if you want to get some toys yourself, the, um, adamandeve.com has tons of, of good lubes and tons of good, uh, pegging, um, pegging materials, strap-ons, harnesses, dildos, they've got it all. And you can get one of those items at 50% off. Plus a lot of, extras thrown in toy wise and also some videos on demand and free shipping mm. uh, if you use the code by the buy. So it is, it is something like the other day I was shopping for us and I put in a butt thing, used our code. And then I had this whole like toy cleaner and some lube to try and some other stuff that they threw in there for, for us to play with. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, anything else you'd like to um, say? Thanks for hanging in there and listening to us. You betcha. See you next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.